Hey, this is Leah, and you're listening to Ads with Leah, a paid social podcast. This podcast provides creative-first digital advertising education for impact-driven businesses and marketers who care more about quality than they do about quantity. Stay tuned to learn how to make amazing ads that help you reach the right people and attract and engage your ideal audience. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Anze Markovic. Anze is a creative strategist and content creator that creates and split tests video ads for his clients. I've followed Anze for quite some time on Twitter, and he's one of my favorite people to follow for creative inspiration. And he shares a lot of the tests that he runs too for his clients, which is really cool to see the behind the scenes of that. I really recommend giving him a follow on Twitter. You can find him at Anze Detten, so A-N-Z-E-D-E-T-N. In today's episode, we focus mostly on hook testing, which is something he talks a lot about on Twitter. And you're going to learn today what the hook is, why it's so important, how to measure the effectiveness of the hook, and what other parts of the video are important for testing. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Hi, Anze. Thanks for being here today. In today's podcast, I wanted to chat about hooks. This is something that I've seen you talk a lot about on Twitter. I feel like this is something that you're really known for. I've seen you have a lot of really great examples of different hooks and things on on your Twitter and in your content. So I'm really excited to dive into this topic with you. Before we get started, I wanted to start with a bit, a bit about your background and how you got started in advertising. Yeah, so I'm in advertising for around, I think, seven or eight years. So I played ice hockey before and around eight or nine years ago, I joined my family business. So I had to learn everything about business, how to sell a product. And in the first year we went online and basically at that time I helped them scale over several European markets and then then after a couple of years, um, I mean, during that time, I learned Facebook ads from the media buying perspective and also from the creative perspective because I had to do both. And that still benefits me right now because even though I'm focused more on the creative side, I still look at the creatives through the performance, which brands want. Uh, after a, a couple of years, I joined one agency from New York. So for three or four years, I worked for two agencies from in the United States. And then uh, like six months ago, I'm on my own doing my own stuff. Um, clients send me products and I do creatives for them. I do creative strategy. I have my own pool of content creators. So basically the flow went that I had to spend my own money first on advertising so I know how to optimize like for every single dollar. Okay, wow. So now you're, you're working for yourself. You're a freelancer basically? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and do you just do the creative side or do you also do the media buying? I do media buying for Facebook and TikTok. My main focus is still on the creative side even though if I do media buy, my like 90% of the time I spent on, on creatives, how to improve performance there because that's like the biggest leverage on the media buying side. And if you have good creatives, it's so much easier to run ads. 
But um, yeah, for most of the clients, I basically deliver content for them and doing creative analysis, creative strategy, iterations. Um, basically, like I said, clients send me the products. My wife is a videographer. So we, we combine my knowledge and her knowledge. And of course, UGC is so big uh, that I, over the last two years, I built like a pool of content creators that I have like for like a specific persona for every brand, for every niche that the client needs. So basically I can almost do everything that they need. Okay. Awesome. So you have like models essentially that they kind of like, do you film them or do they film mm -hmm. themselves? So if they are from us, they need to film themselves. Okay. But if we are making creatives, let's say with a voiceover or just text animation, then of course I can use models here. Right. Uh, but yeah, talk, talking to the camera, I want them to be native US speaking. So it's more like natural and friendly. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So tell us about what, what exactly a hook is in the creative. So hook is the first few seconds of the video. Usually it's around two or three seconds. Uh, it's in my opinion, the most important part in ad creative because if you don't grab attention, if nobody sees your ad, then the rest of the video is pointless because nobody sees it. So uh, I focus a lot on that because sometimes when I analyze the ad account and I see hooks on, you, you have a like a very specific metric, custom metric, then you create an ads manager. And based on that, you can see if that creative actually got the, the correct opportunity of like, let's say if every one of 10 people see the ad, so see more than three seconds, it's basically pointless what happens after the three seconds. So you can just change the first few seconds and try to improve hook that like 30% of the people are gonna stop the scroll and watch it more. Uh, then immediately the video has more opportunities. Mm, okay. So you call that the, the hook ratio. That's kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And how do you calculate that in ads manager? So you create a custom metrics when you put three seconds view divided by impressions, and then you get percentages. So basically, like I said, you get like how many people stop the scroll and watch the video more than three seconds. And my benchmark is usually around 35%. So like every third person needs to uh, watch it more, but I try to go above 40 just to have, if you have a bigger benchmark, uh, the results are usually better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you ever done any, do you ever consider looking at like a, a using 10 seconds to calculate it or anything like that? Or you really find that that three seconds, if someone's watches three seconds, that's kind of the sweet spot. Yeah. Three seconds is like, this is where you get the attention. Of course, I look at the different segments of the video and then I, let's say you have three hooks, all of them are pretty, um, pretty similar to each other. Then I start analyzing what happens after the hook. So mm -hmm. after the hook, you can have, I call it blocks. So different blocks of the video and those blocks can be product introduction in terms of someone is just talking to the camera or product introduction in terms of unboxing or just product on the table with camera movement 
So then I analyze what's happened. Because usually after the hook, the product introduction comes into place. So then I analyze that. And then after that, you, you can have certain benefits. You can have better alternatives when you compare products between each other. You have some education or social proof. So basically then you actually compare what's going on in the video. And then all of a sudden you can see that, okay, we are seeing that if we have a comparison in the video, the performance in terms of ROAS and uh, cost per purchase is much better. So we, we actually educate people why you need to switch from your existing product to our product and that's beneficial to us and to them. So basically, let's say one blog becomes more important and it needs to be in the video. Mm, okay, so is that kind of the typical formula that you would use is like the hook to capture attention, introduce the product, and then, you know, benefits, social proof, those other blocks you were mentioning? Yeah, but those blocks can be like very, I have like a list of, I think, at least 15 blocks. Okay. So, and in the video, usually after the product introduction, you use three or four because okay. you don't want to over overwhelm people because uh, like the attention span is actually very low. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I rather play around that I'm going to show those three blocks and the next week I'm going to show different three blocks. And then after a certain period of testing, we can actually see which are those motivators for, pe for people to buy. So that also gives us like a very good learning. Mm -hmm. And do you usually finish with any kind of call to action block? Of course. Okay. Every time it Every is time. a call to action. But I try to be creative in the call to action, not just shop now. I try to, uh, I don't know, if you want to get your confidence back, click to learn more or something mm -hmm. like that. I, I try to make beneficial, benefit-driven call to action. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. So what are some examples? Can you share some examples of some hooks that have worked really well for you? Or what's kind of like your, your thought process for thinking about, you know, how to really capture that attention and get people watching the ad? Yeah. So I, when I usually start from like from scratch, I try to make hooks. I usually, my package is one video with three hooks and then more videos, of course, but like one specific concept is with three hooks. And those hooks in the beginning are very different from each other. So one hook can be more benefit driven. The other one can be more problem focused. Uh, the third one can be more product focused. So that's how I split those three tests. Of course, problem focus can be physical problem, can be emotional problem, can be better alternative when we actually showcase the product that's usually, let's say you are fighting dark, dark circles under the eyes. And some, uh, some people will put ice cubes or bags or something. It's like it's a kind of home remedy and it's a better alternative. And we start with that. So just to get it in attention because it's also visually interesting. And then we transition to the product, which is actually an ice stick that you can put under your eyes and it helps you like to hydrate your under eyes. So uh, then also one interesting uh, element of the hook is the main headline. 
So I usually put the main headline on the top of the screen because the readability is better than the lower on the screen. And I play around with those headlines can be more, I know that TikTok right now is very popular and it's getting better and better. So mm -hmm. I try to have more like a native text style in terms of design, but also like TikTok make me buy part 14 or maybe some question which is actually designed that it's like a question in the comments and the model is gonna actually answer that question. So it's kind of a correlation between the, the visuals and the text. So that's also very important. And another thing is that the, by my experience, if you showcase the product as soon as possible, that's the best. Because you need to think that hook is actually your targeting. It's your filter who yes. is going to stop yeah. the scroll. Because if they are stopping the scroll, you got their attention and they are interested in that. Of course, you can make, I call it clickbaity hook, when basically can someone just yelling at the camera, like stop scrolling. But we notice that those hooks can be like 60% or very high, but there's no relation to the product or the problem. So usually you stop the scroll, but that's it. So those very high hooks and not relatable to the product on the offer actually can give you very bad traffic. So you need to be careful with that because like some of the best hooks in like, we had one ad that were spending, I think overall the revenue for that concept with iterations was close to $9 million. I think it was like one year ago or something. And the hook was like around 28%. So nothing special in terms of numbers, but we showcased the product immediately and the main benefit of it. We need to show how big it is so people can immediately imagine where they can use it. So that hook was always the best hook, even though we could get hooks around 35, 40%, but nothing beats that hook in terms of performance. So you always need to be in a balance between that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So even though people weren't quite as likely to stop and watch the video, they were more likely to convert because they were a better qualified audience because they were actually interested in the product. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love are, that. Yeah, because like hook is your filter who is going to stop the scroll and who is actually your buyer. And then the rest of the video is another filter. So if the video has is, is a high quality, that video can also improve conversion rate on, on the website. Of course, then you need to, to have landing page testing and everything. That's another layer that you need to improve and always test. Mm -hmm. But we saw like just changing the, the, the videos it can be like a huge conversion rate difference, even if we are driving people just to the homepage. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're looking at the hook ratio, but as, as one element of all of the metrics. So what other metrics do you like to look at to determine the performance of the ad? So, of course, now we have those iOS 14 issues and post-click results or metrics are not really accurate, but you can still get some help from it. So 
Uh, if I look at the on-platform on metrics, so before the click, I also look at average watch time. Of course, average watch time is correlated to the hook ratio and the length of the video. I mean, if the hook ratio is 30% and the length is, let's say, 20%, the average watch time is going to be lower if you have the same hook, but the video is one minute long. That's always the case, but I still look at the average watch time, how I can improve it. So this is where I watch What's the hook? What happens after the hook? Is the video dynamic enough? Do I switch visuals frequently enough so it's dynamic so I don't lose the attention? Do I show something that's valuable every single second? Because otherwise you are losing them. So that's one of the metrics that's really important. Another one is click to purchase ratio. So it's basically how many people are gonna buy. That's like a conversion rate style and outbound CTR. So how many people are clicked and actually landed on your website? Mm, okay. Yeah. Those are all great metrics. How does copy play into what you're doing? Do you consider, do you take the copy into consideration when you're, when you're planning your ads, your videos? Do you mean, do you mean copy in the video or the actual copy above the ad? The actual ad copy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you always need to test it, but uh, there's not such a big difference. I mean, there is a, a difference, but not that big if you are just testing videos. Because mm -hmm. like, like the human brain processes images or videos like 60,000 times faster than the text. And like we are getting bombarded with ads and all the informations. We are just, our brain just don't want to read anymore. Like 80% of people just read the headline, that's it. But it's easier to, to watch a video, especially if it's entertain, entertainment and fun and dynamic. So 90% of information transmitted to the brain is visual. So we need to keep that in mind. That's how it is. But like I, I focus more on the visuals and on the creative and that top, top headline in the beginning of the end. Mm, okay, so you don't do as much testing on the on the copy then. I do it a little bit, but not not a lot, honestly. Okay, not as much as with the video. Yeah, that makes. We sense. actually, I have one example that like, give me a lot of thinking. Like, uh, we made a mistake and we like launched one video with the wrong copy. So the copy was for a totally different product and different headline. Like it made no sense, and the video was crushing it. And then we duplicated that ad, put a correct text and, and headline and everything, and the results were actually the same. So okay. this got me thinking like how many people like we're actually, who actually reading read it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So you still need to test it because sometimes we see the difference and like it's also very uh, it can be niche specific if you need to educate people with maybe some supplements or that that can give you like let's say you want to explain the ingredients a little bit more in specifics or something like that definitely you need to test but it's not like the first thing that i would test mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense one of my favorite examples that you've shared on your twitter is i think for like a, a dog blanket and um, they're showing like the 
or the blanket, like draping it over the couch or just showing them cuddling with their dog. And I think, I think the one that you said that worked was putting the blanket on the couch, which is like showing the product in use. Yeah, that hook was great. It showcases like first, in the first frame, it showcases how big it is. And then you throw it on the couch and you actually immediately say, show for what use you need it. And then the dog comes out, which is always great for attention if you have dogs in the yes, video. So sure. yeah, that, that was definitely um, a great hook. Yeah. Do you have any tips for anyone who's wanting to, to run hook tests on their ads? Yeah, the first thing is you need to focus on a couple of things. Focus on persona, know your audience, what are their needs, what are their desires, their pain points. Because like, if you can point out a certain pain point, you can immediately hit that emotional trigger that will grab them and they will hold them. If, if you can find a hook that people can answer to that hook, oh, that's me you have them. Mm -hmm. That's just, then you just need to push those triggers and you have them. So what I really like to do is, let's say I, I had one a client that they were selling some creams for insomnia. It's a magnesium based and like it's uh, for women who are pregnant. So because they are suffering with insomnia during that time. And I always do a lot of like detailed research like any copywriters should do because like script writing and video creative is basically a copywriting just in different form. Mm -hmm. So the principles are the same. And I went on, uh, I usually go on Reddit when people discuss and like I was discussing about insomnia and everything. And like people were talking like I felt like a zombie uh, I was like, uh, I felt like I had a hangover every day. And that was the hook. That specific sentence was the hook because that gave me like an idea. And of course the top banner was about the pregnancy. So people immediately saw the word pregnancy. If they were pregnant, they stop it. And then they felt like a zombie. They felt like they have a hangover all the time. They were like, oh, that's me. That's something for me. And then the rest of the video was pretty easy. So uh, that was pretty successful, like how to trans translate from the research to the, to the great hook. So, so this is like know your audience example. And then of course, focus on the product because some products are like, if you have like a very good demonstration of the product, that, that will sell itself. So you can just show the demonstration immediately and like you have a pan for cooking and if you can showcase that demonstration and delicious food then all of a sudden and everyone likes to watch cooking uh, videos so they are like satisfying so that's immediately how you can start with a hook that's more like uh, product focused Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned research. I think that's so important. And I think if you really, if you do a thorough amount of research, coming up with these are so easy because you're just using your customers' words and things that they're saying. And Reddit is a perfect place for that. You're seeing people talking about their, 
you know, their problems, what they're dealing with, their point of view. You can really see what language they're using, and that can be super, super valuable yeah. for, for writing yeah. copy or And, or and also, like, also, not just in the beginning when you start with a client. You, you can also, like, when you are running ads, you need to, you need to read the, the comments below the ads. Like, mm-hmm. we, have a server, we have a client that we always have a comments that we want to see these results on older demographic. And that gave us like a direction that the next round of creatives needs to be with older people. And we did that and like the quality rate of the account went up, the results were better. So you just listen to the audience and results go up. So that's another thing that's uh, very important and mostly overlooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. The comments can be really great for that. You mentioned, you know, showing the product and how that can be really powerful. What do you recommend? Do you ever work with like SaaS businesses or or maybe service-based businesses where you can't really kind of show the product in use? Do you have any recommendations for how you would make a really good visual for, for those types of businesses? Yeah, for example, you can you can show, let's say you have an app. Uh, you can show like in-app footage and also like let's say you have an app that's for better sleep or meditation or whatever you can still showcase a person that's calm that she's meditating and then of course you can show certain details in app that are interesting or let's say you have a certain quiz uh, and you need to you need to show like very specific questions in that quiz because those questions will grab more attention and people will be curious and they will try it just because of that. So yeah, I usually combine in-app footage with user testimonial. And then if I can show some problems and benefits that this app solves, again, you can show it. So the only difference is you don't show the product, you need to show in-app footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Awesome. This was super helpful, super insightful. Thanks so much for, for sharing your insights. Is where, do you, where would you like people to come find you if they want to learn more from you? So my main channel right now is Twitter. So you can send the link and you can post it. So yeah, on Twitter is I basically share every day I tweet something and it's usually just my random thoughts that I'm doing that day or I show some some creatives that I'm working on or how I'm thinking about those creatives. I try to talk about creatives and creative strategy in more advanced way. I don't want to talk about just some random things that almost everyone should know. I go a little bit deeper because I want to educate people more. So um, yeah, I would be happy if you follow me. Awesome. Yeah, I love your account. You've got some really great insights there. Thanks, Anze. Thanks for being here. Awesome. Thank you. It was a, it was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And just a reminder to follow Anze on Twitter at A-N-Z-E-D-E-T-N. You can also follow my account while you're at it, which is at Ads with Leah and Leah is spelled L-E-A-H. Thanks for listening.